Welcome to Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, the podcast dedicated to the commercial food equipment repair industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group and a certified professional trainer. My goal is to shine a light on what I believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service technician can work in. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, we talk with Matt Showers. He is an HVAC technician for train, and he's also the host of the Trade Therapy Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another live stream podcast of the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles. We got Dusty back today, so it's always good to see Dusty back. Dusty um, recently moved, and so he had a couple weeks off for you to get some stuff together. So I appreciate having Dusty back. And then we got special guest Matt Showers, uh, HVAC grammarian. Um, yep. Uh, Matt's a pretty cool dude, besides trolling all your grammar mistakes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do uh, read this, I do read the captions. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I try to fix most of the captions sometimes, but I'll, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm in my vein and I'll just let it go. I'm like, I, you know, not pay attention. And then I, I always have a misspelling, at least one. And generally I, I see it and I just let it go because, uh, you know, the secret is all about interaction and it drives interaction. So a lot of times I'll leave it in there and if no one notices it, I'll take it out. But, um, uh, I'll catch it like a couple hours later, a couple days later, and most probably just leave it. So <laughs> <laughs> now there's some people that will they, they they intentionally will like leave misspellings or bad punctuation or something there just to see if I catch it. Like um, Matt Waxer is one of those guys. He 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 he'll do it sometimes. He'll like put something in grossly misspelled just to see if I catch it. So <laughs> one of the smartest guys in the HVAC world. <laughs> yeah, well that's because he does it. Well he even well he even told me like he wrote in like I think it was like in one of his like papers he even like wrote some like totally off the wall sentence in one of his papers just to see if like one of his professors caught it and he i think it was like he said like it was like a panel of five and only one of them like actually caught it because you know they were like just skimming through or whatever then they totally missed this random sense it was it was he told me the story and i just started laughing <laughs> matt's a great guy man he uh he's he's pretty funny he's just he's smart man it's some of the oh my stuff gosh, he worked yeah. on I never knew that Aon made that level of equipment because, like, around here, it's just like just base level stuff. And mm. then I've seen him working on it. I'm like, that's Aon. I'm like, holy cow. But mine was like, <laughs> the stuff I seen was like 20 years old, you know, and mm. not taken care of. And then he posts that stuff. Computers looked up to it, dehumidification, you know, six or eight or 10 compressors, big, huge units. I'm like, holy cow. I had no idea. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I haven't gotten into anything like that quite yet, but I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll see something like that here soon enough. Working for Train now. Nice. So, you would give everybody a little bit of background about your uh, role in the HVAC world and what you do yeah. and where you're from and that kind of stuff. Sure. So, um, I'm in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which, um, for those who aren't familiar with Pennsylvania at all, um, is kind of like right smack in the middle of the state, South Central area. So, about like three hours from Pittsburgh and uh, a couple hours west of Philly and a couple hours uh, north of DC and Baltimore. So that's kind of the area I'm, I live in. Strangely enough, found out, you know, the gills in the Baltimore area. So I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, we're practically like right by, right by each other, you know? So that, that was pretty funny. Um, but I've been doing this now about, uh, let's see, it's been 11 years. So um, a lot of uh, light commercial and residential up until recently. Um, I've been with Train now for about a month, so now I'm starting to see some bigger stuff, seeing um, chillers and bigger pieces of equipment. Um, so that's gonna that's that's like this new part. But I was with the company where I was before for almost 10 years, um, doing a lot of, like I said, residential, light commercial, rooftops, some ductless. Did a little bit. We did a little bit of VRF, um, 
and actually one of the my coworkers um, was just asking me if I was interested in doing some VRF here with Train because um, they do they have a partnership with uh, Mitsubishi and I said oh yeah man I'm all for that so maybe I'll be getting hooked up with some Mitsubishi training here on their VRF stuff but yeah that's what that's where I am now so it's I'm learning all sorts of new things it's like I'm drinking out of the fire hydrant right now <laughs> oh yeah man I I love to learn new stuff so that's always cool. Uh, I get bored and I'll make a post. I'm like, oh, you know, rack refrigeration is looking fun. And people are like, no, you don't quit your job. I'm like, no, I'm just like bored. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'll go down this rabbit hole of like watching rack guys do stuff. I'm like, hey, I don't want to do that. Then I realize I got to start over and I don't want to start over. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I see some of the stuff like you, like you got, like you, like you know, kitchen people do. And I'm just kind of like, like, yeah, that seems interesting, but man, that just seems like an awful lot to like, you know, again, that'd be like, you know, drinking from the hydrant kind of thing where it's like, you got your hot side, the, you know, you got all sorts of things going mm -hmm. on in there. I mean, you, yeah, that's crazy. The kitchen stuff. Yeah. It's, I like uh, it. It's never uh, boring. That's for sure. <laughs> that's like when I, I did residential HVAC for so long and then I, I switched to commercial and I wasn't even, my feet weren't even wet in HVAC, commercial HVAC. And then I went to the kitchen stuff and I was like, man, this stuff, I mean, it's like one of those things where it's, everything's totally different, but kind of the same, uh, but it's the same thing. Drinking from the hydrant, there's a ton to learn, turn, turn to work on. So it's a big thing. Yeah. I always tell guys, especially coming over from like HVAC side and they're like, oh, you know, I don't know anything about a fryer. I'm like, well, have you seen this ignition system on a, on a furnace? Well, yeah. I'm like, well, that's the same ignition system that's on this fryer. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. I was like, it's all the same components. It was like, if you know how to diagnose it on this, you know how to diagnose it on here. You just got to, you got to try to figure out the sequence of operations. And, and some of the stuff is pretty crazy, but I mean, some of this, these chillers, and these big rooftop units, these big package units are absolutely insane. The stuff they do too. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, I'm working, I'm even some of this, the uh, light commercial, what I would call light commercial with train. Um, like we're doing, um, Oh, what is it? We were, uh, I was helping to do a startup at a, at a grow facility and there are these units there come, they're manufactured by someone called KCC, but they slap trains name on them. And I've not gotten into them, but you know, they've got like, but you look at the curb and the curb is like, you know, about like three feet up in the, like, you know, the unit sits up about like two, three feet in the air because the curb has UV lights built into the, the, what would, you know, where the unit sits on top because, you know, they've got all this stuff going on where they, you know, they're, they're trying to grow stuff in there, you know? So it's kind of, that's, that's, that's a whole nother thing there where, you know, they're trying to maintain certain conditions in there. And I've heard some, uh, you know, some other uh, podcasts with people that are in like the cannabis area and like, that's a whole other thing. And so that's kind of wild too, to, you know, they like, they're like, you know, we don't want fresh air. Like they want carbon dioxide in there because it's good for the plants and they want, you know, certain humidity levels that are good for the plants. And it's just like, it's kind of crazy. It's almost kind of like, it's almost like rack refrigeration, you know, as far as like trying to maintain like certain conditions, but you're doing mm -hmm. it for, for plants, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I talked to some guys, that, um, well, it was, it was two people and they're from Colorado. They've been, and they specialize in like grow up stuff. Mm -hmm. like, they're talking like they're running AC in the middle of winter because it's so much heat. The plants put out and the lights put out. They're running AC yeah. in the middle of winter. It's like, you know, how do they fight that? I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, one of the one of the sites I was at actually um, before I went to train. It was it was like a, a customer, and um, they had like a rooftop unit, and I went there. Oh my gosh, it's like in the spring, and it was it had locked out on on a freeze stat. There wasn't a head, there wasn't like a, a fan cycling switch built into it. And I you know I was like, hey, do you folks run this year round? They're like, yeah, yeah, we do. And I'm like, well, this is why it wasn't working. It tripped out on a freeze step because, and I so I put a you know put a low ambient, basically a low ambient kit in a head pressure sense control in it, and that made it go away but yeah that's 
that's kind of wild. Yeah, that's like, you know, it could be like, you know, 10 degrees outside, but they need that air conditioning because they because of the plants and everything else, because they are just putting out so much heat in these facilities. It's it's, it's wild. Yeah. And they like you said, they don't want to bring in fresh air. So they're not using, you know, they're not, you know, they're not using free cool or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I mean, they're not using economizers. They're all sealed off. Most of them don't even have economizers on them. I mean, so they're just recycling that air in there. So that makes sense, man. It's, it's just it's a whole nother world um hvac j604 my buddy he uh yeah he's up in he's up in bc and he he always talks about working grow facilities and he's like he absolutely hates it like because like it's not <laughs> bad when they're small but when the plants get big like you can't walk in there because they got somebody crammed in there and he said you you leave and it's like you can just see like the mm. pollen and the stuff like stuck to your clothes yeah he's like he's like it's all in your tools he's like he's like, he's like, he goes home and he's like scrubbing his tools and scrubbing him and he just can't get the smell off <laughs> no it's not gotten that bad yet no, i mean this the place where i was at it was like they expanded they almost like uh, like they had like a smaller building and then they basically built almost like i'm gonna say like they basically tripled in size as far as like what they built on from like what they had versus old from old versus new and so there's at least i mean at least 50 pieces of equipment up on here between these like you know these uh dedicated kcc units for the grow for the actual growing and then they've got um a series of um smaller um smaller eight rooftop units for like the comfort sites but they see even those some of those smaller rooftops they have gas heat for comfort but they have like um some dehumidification with reheat on the on the uh, refrigeration side um so yeah it's just it's it's been wild just to see you know what sort of stuff we're really getting into i mean now you know you're saying about chillers it's like you know i've seen some some centrifugal chillers and some screw chillers and, you know it's, but i haven't done anything with troubleshooting or anything i'm just like just trying to get a grasp on how the heck this all works and what different components go where and what they're trying to do it's just it's it's kind of crazy and even there's a school we do there's a lot of schools that i do now uh, that we do um and um there's one place that that's actually like a chiller heat pump so what they do is um you know with chillers you have you know you're you're making generally you're making cold water and then like the warm water in your condensing tubes is being used like it's getting sent to a cooling tower or whatever and this place what they're doing is they're actually using um depending on what they're using like they're taking the cold water that the chiller is producing and they're either then sending it into the building for cooling or it's actually being sent out into like a large basically like a large uh, geothermal field to get to get to warm back up because then they're using the condensing tube for heat it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. so they're using a chiller as a heat pump it's just wild and the piping configuration is is was pretty wild to behold as well like they've got some like three-way valves that you know they have to be positioned in certain ways so that you know it's like okay the hot water is going here now or you know the hot water is going over here it's like a mixing it, valve or a tapering valve yeah. Yeah. it's it's wild yeah just how like how they have it you know figured out because you know usually when you have a chiller it's just like you've know, just got dedicated cold water coming in for either for cooling or for for processes or whatever and then you've got a cool uh, um you know uh dang it a cooling tower then for for your condensing for the condensing waters but to have it like you know where you're kind of using even using the condensing water then for heat is just a whole another thing it's crazy the things are coming out with i mean it's all in the names of efficiency you know i mean Mm -hmm. it's just the technology is just advancing so fast. I mean, all the fields are. I mean, you know, in the kitchens when I started, there was no touch screens, and now everything's got touch screen. I mean, fryers, <laughs> ovens, combi ovens. I mean, microwaves. I, there's warming cabinets. You know, have touch screens. It's just like why? But I mean, it's just the way everything's going. Yeah, all this computerized stuff, or whatever. I mean, there are guys that 
uh, there's one guy that's been with train now for almost 30 years. And he goes, yeah, I remember when we, when I started working for train, like there was still stuff out there that we were working on that was built in like the fifties and sixties. And it was all mechanical and it was, you know, it was, you know, and they like electric electronics had just started coming in and he goes, you know, but he goes, I could look at a schematic and I knew exactly what was going on with the sequence of operation. <laughs> he goes, and then a board came out and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah magic box. Yeah, we got a guy like that. He actually did a show with us a while back, and he's worked in my industry for like 33 years or something. And he's just like, he's over. He's trying to retire. He don't even like using the phone anymore. He's just to that point. <laughs> <laughs> some of those chillers, you can just hook your laptop up to and yes. you do your diagnostics through that, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, that's, you know, that was the one thing whenever I, you know, when I first start with train, they're like, here's a laptop, here's a, here's a phone. Like, I mean, that's the laptop I'm using right now actually for this. Um, yeah, but it's cool. Yeah. Like, and then one of the other guys who was a coworker with where the last company I was with was then, you know, basically hooked me up with some stuff to, he goes, here, here's some like interface things that you're going to need to like hook up to different chillers. So yeah, basically, yeah, I can, I can take a laptop and if the chiller is recent enough, I mean, there are a couple older ones that they still, you know, like there's, they're old enough, like from like mid two thousands that they don't have um, that ability to be connected with a laptop. But generally any of the ones I've gone to now, it's like, you know, guys are showing me like, here, look, you plug it in and then you can even, you know, say, okay, here's the trend log. Like, Oh, you know, here's, here's, everything's looking normal, normal, normal. Oh wait, here's the problem. You know, like something goes yeah. with, uh, and even I can do like there are even some sites that I can even access remotely from here, mm -hmm. like from my house. I can like log into the site and say, "Hey, how's everything looking in there?" Um, so that's pretty slick as well. Like you know, I don't even like with the way that I have with everything being connected now with train. It's just kind of it's really convenient. It's 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 kind of fascinating just to you know just basically just have the like the abilities I have now and even some of the I mean almost like free reign that I have too, where it's like. You know, they're, they encourage, like, they basically encouraged me when I first started here. They're like, oh, you're using a UEI meter. Well, we want you to use a fluke or field piece meter. So go get yourself a new meter. Here's here's a credit card. Here, you know, here's a company credit card. Go get yourself a new meter. I'm like, don't have to tell me twice to spend money to get new tools. So like, All right. Sounds good. Done. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, they're like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm a tool addict. They're like, well, that's okay. We'll just feed your addiction. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's that. That's not the point. Like, stop. Like, don't be. Don't. You're not supposed to be feeding the addict his addiction. Like, don't. You, do that. you don't need to be an enabler. Yeah, stop <laughs> enabling me. It's like, yeah. Well, there. Yeah, there. Even there's some guys now that are like, you know, because um, we're gonna have some, we're gonna have some turnover here in a little bit with some management because the our um, one manager is gonna be retiring here in May. Which good for him. I mean, he's retiring and he's only 61 and he's, he's going to retire. I mean, that's just, it's great that, you know, at least mm -hmm. for him that, you know, train's been a good place for him to work for the last, I think it's been almost 30 years for him. But yeah, there are guys that are like, you know, take advantage of what you're doing because you're so new and early on, like you can get away with more, you can buy more stuff, this and that and everything. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's been, I mean, it's only been a month, but it's definitely been uh it's been an interesting ride so far. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Dude, I love watching those guys working on those big giant chillers and stuff, man. I, when I first started, you know, watching guys on YouTube, I was watching like Andrew Breeze, you mm -hmm. know, and him working on stuff. I'm like, this stuff's cool. I was like, I want to do this. And it just never transpired. I was already pretty well into where I was at now. And um, I just don't want to start over. I mean, if we did that kind of stuff, I'd venture into it, but we don't do that kind of stuff. So it was like, I'd have to leave. And I got a buddy, he teaches for the union one day a week, and he's in a van the other four days a week. He works for Siemens here in uh, Indianapolis. And he's like, man, come work with me. He's like, I'll get you a job. He's like, 
He's like, uh, we'll test you out of all the classes and everything. He's like, you'll start you on the journey. I was like, I'm not doing that, man. <laughs> it's, we have a, I work for the place I work for was originally a mechanical uh, mm-hmm. company. And then we branched off to uh, refrigeration and then hot side. So we have quite a few customers that have chillers and I never work on them. Uh, I've, I've helped, you know, like, Oh, turn off this valve. Why? You know what I'm saying? Just like I've been a helping hand on some. Mm-hmm. But some of that stuff they do, and, like, uh, I know we have one account where they'll just pull up, like, on Friday before, like, you know, midday, they'll pull up that customer's account and just look at their, it's like chiller, like, their diagnostics, and just see how it's doing and how it's acting. So, you know, that way we know if we need to send a service tech out there and take a peek at it for the weekend. And that stuff's mm-hmm. crazy. You can just see it remotely, see what it's doing, how it's reacting. So. Oh, yeah. And it's what's kind of wild, too, is, like, with train, um, is like you know so i'm like kind of like well say like on the mechanical side there's a control side like there are guys that are just they're just control technicians mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's kind of nice what's what can be convenient for even for them sometimes then is like if there's like a controls issue um like say like a guy could be in baltimore which is you know like an hour hour and a half for me and the site that i that, that's having trouble is like you know maybe like a half hour for me well it makes more sense for me to roll there because then i can go in there and plug into the equipment and then he can use um the um the application um that team is called team viewer and then he can basically mm-hmm. like remote access my computer and do what he needs to do from my like with my computer hooked up and so that he doesn't have to travel like that two hours it's just me traveling there like a half hour or whatever so it's kind of yeah. it's it's kind of wild how like you know the like the interplay because now it's like you know you're working for a manufacturer on that on that side so you basically have full advantage of um of you know all those resources and what's even kind of cool too is i can even like when we do some startups say if we find something that's like uh like a defect like something that's wrong out of the factory i can pull it up and then like basically zip it off do what's called a field quality alert and zip it off and it gets sent to the factory and then the factory looks at it and goes huh you know maybe we need to fix something here <laughs> like i just had like yeah. i just had something we had a, a leak on um on one of the reheat coils on one of those smaller units i was talking about and I put it in, and uh, sure enough, then someone, I, like, even, I can even suggest a, an action. And my suggestive action was, hey, guys, use a micron gauge when you're in the factory, when you're pulling those down. <laughs> uh, I was like, you would see the leak that way easily enough. But apparently that was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a factory. It wasn't like a factory thing. It was like a, the, the, the coil, whoever they got the coil from, the supplier, like, sent them like a bad coil. And so that's mm. what they said to me. They're like, "Hey, you know, this we need. We'll deal with the supplier on this front." But it's kind of nice to basically be like, you know, everyone can like, you know, bitch and complain about this piece of equipment. It's a piece of shit, blah blah blah. And I can go, yes, yeah. but I can go directly to those guys and say, "Hey, why is this a piece of shit?" Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of that, nice. That's a good point. Um, you were talking about the remote applications. Like, there's even stuff on our side. Some other manufacturers that, you know, you can. The equipment can be tied to the internet and they can break it up and like mm-hmm. they even have a setup if it alarms it alerts them lets them know what it is they'll actually call us and dispatch us say take this part before the customer even knows that there's an issue nice. so it's crazy what's coming that's to it yes yeah, i mean i only see more and more stuff going start going that way but it's just amazing that you know the way things are going so oh especially God, with boy. like robotics and like you yeah. know the the implementation uh, implementation of like more electronics it'll just be more and more like that everything could be remotely monitored and which is a good thing and a bad thing i guess so 
I, I suspected, I, I was talking with one of my guys, one of my coworkers, and I said, you know, it could eventually be to the point, like, you can do things remotely, but it could eventually get to the point where it's like, you know, say, like, interplay learning, where it's like, you've got those VR things where, you know, it's almost like you just, like, wear, like, a set of VR glasses, and then, like, you are able to, like, tie into the equipment, and you can basically, like, it can almost, like, mimic, like, you're there physically, but you're not, like, so you can mm -hmm. almost be like, okay, I'm going to measure, like, these two points here, even though you're not there physically, but it's like, you know, the, the machine thinks that you're doing it that way. I could see that happening, you know, who knows how long, but, you know, basically almost like, you know, virtual, virtual remote access. So it's like you can be there, but not actually be there. Yeah. Interplay's getting involved in our, in my world, the kitchen stuff. They're starting to um, put some oh, nice. kitchen stuff together. So I look forward to seeing how that's going to be. Um, maybe Are I they should, really? I yeah. Maybe I should talk to them, try getting a job with them, you know, setting up that stuff for them. Maybe I could have <laughs> made some money on the side or something. <laughs> Yeah, I was, the guy, I was like the guy that's doing the that's doing the plumbing stuff. He's um uh Ken Midget, he's uh he's from up north from me. Like he was at um what's uh Lehigh, Lehigh County Technical School, mm -hmm. um, which is about like two hours north of me. And he's now doing he does he's doing works with them doing their plumbing programming, you know, for for troubleshooting on that side. So I mean, yeah, you never know. They're I mean they could be looking for somebody to help with kitchen stuff, you know, never know. Maybe they'll maybe they maybe they might find someone to help troubleshoot and beta test. I think, yeah, I think they do look for beta testers at times sometimes on that. So you, you can basically say, Hey, you know, this is a, you know, is this good? Is this a good, is this a good way to look at it? Or is it, do we need to tweak something? So they do kind of like take some of that. Yeah. Joyce says America, Miracle has a VR class. So that's cool. Um, if you guys haven't checked out the interplay learning, check it out. I mean, years ago, I thought it was kind of dumb, but it's come a long ways in a short amount of time. It's gotten a lot better. Um, we do. They had, Sorry, go ahead. We do some stuff of a company called Igniter Labs, and it's kind of it, it's kind of like Interplay, but uh, I think the Interplay has come a lot further than you know years ago. Adventure <laughs> Brett says lies. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Brett gonna come in here causing troubles? <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, it's cool. Um, so, see who else is in here. Adrian was in here. Refrigeration Kitchen Tech was in here. So that's cool. Well, I'm glad you're liking the new job and the new, uh, the new, you know, scene scenery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like I said, it's very interesting, and it's you know, there's there's opportunities. I mean, we've had actually. I mean, I'm not sure why, but we had a couple guys um, that are leaving. Um, but there, I mean, there are other guys too that are getting older and they're retiring. And the thing that I was talking with. Um, because <laughs> my wife hates me and I'm bored. That's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, but what's um what I was talking with my the service manager, like my you know, he's kind of like a near above me, was um it'd be nice if we could get like some some like younger kids like that are like in the in the votec or whatever into it. Mm. But um apparently like train right now doesn't allow hiring of minors. Um, which is somewhat unfortunate because, you know, I was, and he would agree with me because, you know, you get, we, you know, uh, like train seems like a good place where it's like, you can kind of like start with from a blank slate and be like, here's how we want you to do things. Like, yeah, I want you to start here and do like, these are the steps you take. Um, but um, uh, yeah, for some reason, yeah, they don't, they, I guess the policy right now is like not hiring minors. Um, but um, I was just saying, it'd be nice because yeah, like I said, you can get those young kids out there to get them because I mean, you know, it's, there's opportunity everywhere. I mean, you know, like, like you guys, I'm sure, are looking for people. Everyone's looking for people. It's crazy. 
Yeah. So, what do you guys consider minors? Under twenty-one? Oh, it's under eighteen. Under eighteen. So basically, yeah. So yeah. So like that would be yeah. So like they have to be like basically graduated out of high school. They have to be you know a legal adult to 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 be hired. I mean, they do like yeah, and they do hire like intern like summer help. They they usually hire like one person that this summer help. They actually had someone that um he was summer help, and then he um he he you know he now he's now he's with us full time. Um, he's about he's like twenty two or whatever. Um, he's, he's like, he seems like he's a sharp kid too. Cause his, well, he got in cause his, uh, his dad worked for train for a number of years. So that was like, he had a little bit of an in there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it is kind of crazy, you know, to see, you know, the, almost like the stuff that's coming down the pike and just like, you know, what kind of things are going to be transpiring here just with labor shortages and everything else and just getting people into this. Yeah. The, the trade schools is a huge avenue to go to. I mean, yeah, you can't hire them until I graduate, but I mean, still, I'd still, you know, try to push the issue, get in there. We do the same thing. We try to, mm-hmm. I try to get them, you know, my company to do it. It's just, you know, they don't have somebody to do it. And then it's like, oh, I'll do it. And then taking me out of the field for days kind of rough on them. So um, the trade, I think, you know, getting the vocational school or, you know, high school career days, just get in there and have a video plan, you know, stand there with some tools, you know, uh, talk to the kids that have questions. I mean, yeah, they have to be 18, but I mean, at least you're still getting in front of them, giving them an option besides, you know, all the colleges are there beating them in their face that they have to go to college and they really don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, and actually at the um, at the end of this month, um, I'm going to be presenting, doing like a little bit of a presentation with um, some high schoolers at the uh, the church I go to. They have like a co-op where they, um, you know, they basically kind of meet. So I'm going to be kind of, and they've, apparently they've had other presentations on like from other trades as well. Um, like mm-hmm. my wife was substituting for music and they had a welder in there. Um, but so, and I, and she gave me like a little bit of an insight where it's like, well, the girls seem bored because they see all this stuff as being a man's job. And I'm like, all right, well now I got something to go on where it's just like, Hey ladies, get some real world skills. So, you know, you don't have to be calling a plumber or an electrician to be fixing some simple stuff in your house or, you know, just, you know, just some real life skills. That's, that's, that's always, that's like the selling point for me at this point is just like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you can learn, you don't have to necessarily do this as a full fledged career, but at least you have some like real world skills that will, transfer into just like you know being a good a better housekeeper and just being able to maintain your house better without having to spend hundreds of dollars on something simple and there are some girls out there absolutely some women out there absolutely killing the the hv oh my gosh yeah the refrigeration the electrical side of it um, we've got a, a woman up by me that works for us and she changed over from the office into the field and she's absolutely killing it so i mean it's not a man. I mean, it's not a man's world, dude. The women can come in here and dominate, dude. I, I follow a lot of them on LinkedIn, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, and the stuff they're doing, man. I'm like, man, this is crazy. This is cool. So, um, oh my gosh, nope. yeah, you got, yeah, you got like, you know, you got like Brandy, who's been doing it for you know eight, eighteen years. You know, Chiller Check. Oh my yeah. gosh, man. You know, she's you know freaking trailblazer right there. And you I mean, of course, you got everyone else. You know, like you know Jess and. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, there's so many out there now. It's it's awesome. I mean, it's great yep. to see, and it's great to see like almost like the support. You know, at least at least the the in, what I'll call the invisible support. I mean, I'm hoping they have like support, like real, like you know where they work or whatever with people around them too. But yeah, it's nice to see like other people, at least you know, like the invisible community of Instagram and wherever else to basically rally around them and say, yeah, keep going, go at it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Brett's over here going crazy. He said a friend of his tried to go to a middle school. And get people in the industry, and he said he realized two things: one, he didn't bring enough candy, and two, unless he said he was a YouTuber, no one was going to talk to him. So yeah, uh, luckily I'm in a rural area. I'm not in a big city. I'm north of Indianapolis. I'm 
in a little bitty town of like 1500 people and all the towns around here are fairly small so you know we still have a true vocational program my youngest son's actually taking welding next year i'm trying to i was trying to get him to be a plumber so i'd have you know me doing hvac refrigeration my other son doing hvac refrigeration and him i was like i was like you two could like take over the world in a few years you know but i don't know what he's gonna do he wants to try plumbing for a year at vocational school and see where it goes so i'm not gonna beat him up the bad thing is this kid's like a 4.3 grade average every day we check the mail and there's like five college letters in there wanting to talk mm-hmm. to him he got invited mm-hmm. to the National Honor Society, and he told him to piss off. He didn't want to do any more work. He to to <laughs> and the people at the school just looked at him like he was crazy. He's like, no, I'm not going to college. They're like, but you're so smart. And he's like, so? That doesn't mean I have to go to college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just, and that's just it. I mean, oh, my gosh. Like, that's the that's the, that's the the mindset that needs to change. Like, I mean, I fell mm-hmm. into that trap. I mean, shoot, like, my, you know, a little bit with my, like, history is, um, my grandfather worked for um, for Bethlehem Steel, and he was like a combustion engineer. He actually was the one that helped um, back when my parents moved to their house that they're in now. He converted their boiler from oil to gas, so he was the one that did that. My dad went to school um, to uh, for to be a music teacher, and he did teach for a little bit. But then the bulk of his career was being um, an auto mechanic for um, a local Chevy dealer that was in the small town that my parents grew up in. So then there's me who also went to college. I wanted to be originally be a youth pastor um, and ended up then get it falling into this as well, because I need, you know, I needed to do something to basically help make ends meet. And I was like, well, I'll go back to school for HVAC. There's this one year, uh, one year program. That's not too far. I mean, yeah, it's going to stink, but you know what? And, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's like Josh Zolan says, you know, you, you kind of fall into it accidentally. And then you're just like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Like what the heck? Why did no one tell me about this? Exactly. You know, so yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, it's like the same with for me with my my kids too. It's like, look, you don't. I mean, I'll tell it to anybody too. It's just you know, if you don't know what you want to do, like if if you don't know what you want to do, then at least get into a trade and at least learn some real world skills, and then you at least save up some money. And then if you figure out what you want to do, and you, that requires like a degree or some sort, well, then by all means, then sure. But then at least one, you've got some real world skills that you can fall back on. Two, you've got some money set back so you don't have to take out so many damn loans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, hundred yeah. percent. And that's a that's a big mindset that I think it's kind of been uh, I guess plaguing like trades and manual labor altogether is it's like go to college or you'll have to be do manual labor or you don't want to end up a plumber. I remember I was in high school and our teacher told us like you got better pay attention you don't want to end up a plumber. And mm-hmm. it's like fast forward I mean plumbers are making bank and like oh tradesmen yeah. like like some of the smartest people I've met personally were HVAC technicians or like refrigeration guys. And it's, it's just, uh, I guess it's just a different way to apply knowledge. You know, it's, it's not like the dumb guy's career path anymore. And that's kind of like what's plagued it for a while. It's like, yeah, maybe that exists. But I mean, if you're a smart guy, you know what you're doing and you're in the trades. I mean, you blow up. I mean, you climb the ladder and then you, you totally change the game. So that's a big mindset that I think needs to change. And that's what I tell my kids too all the time, you know, is you don't have to go to college. That's not how you make it. You know, you can work mm-hmm. with your hands and earn an honest living. And, you know, it, it's and it takes just the same amount of knowledge as, you know, most college degrees and you won't have any debt. So, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. A- I mean, like when I was in high school, um, even one of my uh, what was like our principal, we were like a little assembly or whatever. 
and our principal was like, who all is going to the Votech? And, you know, the guys that were there and like raised their hands or whatever. And our, you know, our, uh, you know, the, the principal pointed to them. He goes, those are, you know, those are future millionaires right there. And of course, we're all, all of us were like, you know, you know, more of us that were kind of like academically minded were just like, oh, yeah, sure, please. And whatever. And now, of course, now that I'm now I'm doing this, I'm just like, damn it. He was right. And, you know, in some small way, he was right. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you get into this, you know, you can make decent money and then you, you know, you fall back on that with like in retirement investments or whatever else. Yeah. I mean, you can be making, you can be making all kinds of bank because you know what the heck you're doing. I mean, you could even do like, you know, real estate rentals or that sort of thing because you can like man manage those properties or whatever, like it fix everything. Something breaks, you don't have to hire someone out or whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just it. There's also, I mean, and even one of my instructors at school was um, he always used to say, you know, don't let everyone, everyone telling you, look, don't let anyone ever tell you that, you're dumb. You know, you're just as smart as some medical doctor. You mean, you can, you know, it takes a lot, it takes brain power to you to look at a piece of equipment, whether it's kitchen or comfort cooling or refrigeration and look at it and say, oh, this is what it's supposed to be doing. This is what it's not doing. Here's what the problem is. And I'll fix it. You know, you, that's, that, that's not dumb. That, that takes some mm -mm. real smarts right there to know how that stuff works. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy science behind it. Yep. Everyone has their own little thing. Um, my wife's uncle, he's, he owns patents through IBM. He's like, he's a computer software guy. That's what he's done his entire life. And uh, he couldn't light a hot water heater. I had to go light a hot water heater at his uh, father's new house. He couldn't light it. They called me and they're like, oh, we can't light this. And I'm like, well, the gas is turned off. I turned the gas on. Like, Here we go, guys. <laughs> I have a theory of life that either people are book smart, like everyone falls into a spectrum. They're either mm -hmm. book smart or street smart. And everyone falls into those two. Like if you're really book smart, then you don't have a lot of street smarts. And if you're street smart, well, you don't necessarily have a lot of like book smarts, but everyone falls within that spectrum, I swear, because you can meet some of the smartest people, but they can just be sometimes as dumb as bricks when it comes to the simplest things, you know, like, you know, like your, you know, the water heater thing, you know, we would look at that and go, oh, is the gas on? And like, no, there, you know, let's make sure the gas is turned on. Is there, you know, okay, mm -hmm. we'll light the pilot, that sort of thing. But someone else that would look at that and just go, I have no idea what I'm looking at. I need to call <laughs> somebody. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you'll always have it. I remember when I was doing residential HVAC, um, I had a service call and it was this guy who was an investment banker. Um, and he had a huge house was like tucked away in a little neighborhood called prospect. And, you know, he had like four cars and this guy, you know, obviously had bank and was doing really well for himself. And I remember I showed up and just batteries and a thermostat. And we got to talking about like his career and like, you know, he asked me how I got in the trade and all this stuff. And I was like, and I, I made the comment. I was like, well, of course I'm not like an investment banker or anything, but you know, I'm doing pretty good. And he stopped me. He was like, listen, man, you're even better because I couldn't have changed those batteries in that thermostat. If you would have charged me 500 bucks, I would have paid it because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> he was like, so you'll always have a job. He was like, you know, it doesn't matter what we're doing. You're always going to have a job for, you know, idiots who don't know what they're doing when it comes to things at home. So that's, that's, that's an interesting way to look at it. And that's kind of always stuck with me, you know. So. Mm -hmm. Rich had a good point. He said that his grandfather fell into this industry after doing all kinds of things, including opening a record store, a shoe store that failed. The last job he had before doing this was selling cars. You know, Rich is a third generation, uh, you know, kitchen tech. So, I mean, there, there's a place in the world for everybody. I mean, oh, yeah. Some guys are lucky they find it right out of high school. And some guys, they find it when they're 50 years old. I mean, there's guys that hate their job for years and years and years. Eventually they just land somewhere, you know, and it's something they've never thought they'd do and they just, they enjoy it and they like it. Um, you know, some of us are just fortunate where we find it younger in life and, you know, we can build a career out of it and, you know, retire fairly early and stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. just there's even, types. 
Oh, yeah. There's even a guy that I work with now. He actually, um, I found out he actually went to the same, uh, the same trade school that I went to. He went like a few years afterwards, but he's like, he was definitely, he was like the oldest guy in his class. And he said at that point, I was 50, about 50. I mean, because I asked him how old he was. He's like, yeah, I'm about like 54. I've been doing this about five years now. And I'm like, holy cow, man, you really got a late start. But, you know, he's, <laughs> he's like, he goes, man, I, but I love this. This is great. I'm like, man. You know, yeah, you, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you you just never know and you're just never too old to, to kind of make some, some some kind of switch like that. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Um, I'm not knocking anybody for anything they do. I mean, like I said, just be happy. Enjoy your – if you enjoy what you do, I mean, it's that cliche. You never work a day in your life. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still work. But if you enjoy what you do, it makes it more tolerable. It makes it easier. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Sure. Wow. That's, and, it's, and it's finding your niche in life, too. It's like some people are meant to be doctors. Some people are meant to – you know, fix cars and it's Albert Einstein quote, perfect quote for you guys. If you judge a fish by his ability to climb a tree, he'll spend his whole life thinking he's dumb. And that's true. You know, it's, it's, yeah, which is a, a, a fantastic quote because it's true. You know, it's different walks for everybody. Yeah. I never thought I'd be doing, I thought I took electrical at vocational school and I was like electrician for a few years when I came out and you know, I swore up and down. I was going to top out as a journeyman. I was going to buy a Corvette. I was going to do this, this, and this. <laughs> uh, I'd never even started school in the union. I got kicked out when the, the economy kind of tanked a little bit because I hadn't started school yet. I went non-union for a while and just ended up getting sick of doing what I was doing and bouncing to this. And it's just been no looking back, man. I really like it. It's just, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's, it's you know, not necessarily the HVAC trade. It's a part of it. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a blast, so. I bet that helped a lot, though, like with your electrical background, switching over to working on kitchen equipment. I mean, oh, you already had that part of it ace. Yeah. Yeah, it helped a ton. That's for sure. I wasn't scared to work on live shit. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I still get it every once in a while, man. What gets me is these European combis. So they switch the neutral. So you'll have the unit off and you won't, you know, if you don't know, you won't realize it. But like Catholic's components still have 240 volts on a single because everything has a transformer it's 240 volt and then I switch neutral because it's European and you'll be like oh I'm gonna take a solenoid out and you're like hey oh shit let me <laughs> unplug this thing so. always <laughs> unplug the, the combo terms yeah anything it's European gets unplugged before I touch it man before I change a part so that's if cool if the data tag's in German I'm unplugging it you know what I'm yeah. <laughs> so I see your bio you're uh, you're writing for Gary um, I wanted to do that and my work didn't didn't really uh like the idea of it too much so i don't think i'm gonna do it but that's cool yeah he uh yeah i just you know and part of my like the writing thing is kind of like i have that college degree and so some mm-hmm. of that was with what i did was i'm um, writing a lot of papers mm-hmm. so i mean i so that's i mean i even then um ben ben pool there from hvac tactical um I, I don't forget how he kind of found out i think he kind of looked at my bio too like oh you write articles or whatever i'm like yeah and so i actually ended up writing um you probably maybe you saw it pat in the uh in the magazine the mm-hmm. tactical award magazine so he had mm-hmm. me, i wrote up like a little article for him for that you know and yeah you because know, he asked me if i would write do something I'm like yeah sure i can whip up something for you not a problem yeah no, that's that's fine <laughs> so yeah i think um when he's he's trying to launch it i think and i, I told him i was like if you need anything kitchen base refrigeration base on my side of it so let me know i'll gladly help you out um but yeah i was trying to i was trying to get involved with gary you know on that and then i write stuff for my work they say think it's a comp of interest. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize my normal career, if you know what I mean. So, sure, I mean, it is what it is. So, I mean, they want to talk about it. So we'll see what happens. I just got to schedule a meeting time and talk to them about it. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I've written a couple of things for him. Um, I've not done anything like recently. Um, it's mm. it's kind of been on a little bit of hiatus just because like it would just be like, oh, like something would like pop in my head. I'm like, oh, I should do something about this mm-hmm. because this is kind of like a little bit of a niche thing. Like um, I wrote actually the one that I'm not sure if it's got at least it's gotten the most clicks on my um, on my link tree anyway. It's been uh, like a small article I wrote about heat exchangers. Um, because of course that's a big deal. Like you find a cracked heat exchanger, you know, you shut it down. It's like, well, and it's like, well, okay, what's the kind of, is there any kind of science behind it? Like, what's the danger? What are the actual, um, you know, hazards with that? Or like, what can actually happen with that? Um, so there's something like that I wrote. And then I even wrote about like, I, cause I did a lot of, uh, geothermal work. So I was writing about, um, it's like geothermal systems. You can actually tie in on some of them. You can tie in that it, it you have domestic water going into it. And it goes and the discharge gas hits the domestic water first and helps to almost like heat your domestic water in your house and before it goes to your actual water heater. So it's almost like a a pre-treatment. So you actually spend a little less money on heating your water, like heating your water with 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 an electric water heater or even with a gas water heater if you have a storage tank. Um, So, yeah, that was yeah, that was that's something I've not I I have done in the past. Um, He wants to try and expand that. He's trying to be like I I actually he's trying to be like um, a little bit more like Brian Orr, I think, in that on that front, because. Um, I said, he's like, yeah, I want, you know, what, you know, to get more content. He would like to have like pictures and this and that. It's like, oh, so you're trying to do what Brian's doing with his, with his quote unquote daily tech tips or whatever. Cause you know, Brian sends those out or whatever. And it's like these long, like these lengthy things. I'm like, this is not a tech tip. This is a freaking article. It's and a so, manual. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like to read, this is going to take me like an hour. Like I don't, I wasn't, I didn't, you uh, know, I didn't, I didn't want to, I don't need to read like something that's going to take me an hour. Like I just start skimming through whatever and. Then I even course well. Then I even said, and I said, oh yeah. By the way, too, and he where he goes, Gary goes, oh yeah. Well, I don't have time to be doing something daily like that. I said, that's okay. Brian recycles them after a few years. <laughs> Brian, like, Brian's a freaking genius, and Gary is too, man. I love their oh, content yeah. and stuff they put out. And Brian just kills me because his his dad jokes. It's just it's just funny. I mean, oh, I love the dad jokes at the end, man. Yeah, my, so my, it gets yeah. me every time. You know, my trainees look at me like I'm stupid because I'm over there laughing. And I'm like, you gotta understand who Brian is, man. It's like if you if you've listened to him long enough, you know his story and stuff. It's just it's, it fits him perfect. So, oh yeah, like there were some episodes he put out like from AHR, and there wasn't a dad joke at the end. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> You're not getting a five star review for this one, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> four stars. There was no dad joke at the end. Come on. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. But you know, oh, yeah. I love the stuff Gary does too. He does a lot of informative stuff, and he's you know showing guys how to do some stuff. So it's it's great content as well, man. Um, there's a lot of good guys in the industry that are trying to do stuff like that. Um, uh, Craig, I'm gonna butcher his last name, Migliaccio. Migliaccio, yeah, yeah, AC Service Tech. Yep. Yeah. He's actually coming on next week. Um, he, nice. He's, he reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, I want to come on." And I was like, "What? That is like <laughs> I, that, that dude is the nicest guy I've ever met in my entire life." He chased me down at the HVC Tactical Awards. I was like, "I've been watching your stuff. I wanted to meet you." And like, then he found me. At, he found he found me at, at AHR like twice. I was like, "Come up, just talking to me." I was like, "This dude is freaking has like in our industry has like the biggest following on YouTube and everything else." And he's like oh, looking yeah. for me. I'm like, this is crazy. So. Yep, he's going to be on next week, so I look forward to that one. Um, nice. I'm sure that one's going to be a marathon. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's a great guy. There's you know Ty Brandeman's out there putting out some great content. Um, he's smart. He loves what he does, and he's a, he puts a really good spin on it too. So there's oh, a lot of guys him. putting out quality stuff, man. For sure, I love Ty with his little with the little hand, the little the hand pointer, thing. dude. Oh the my pointer. gosh, it, it cracks me up. I love the little hand thing. I'm just like, yes. oh my gosh, it's so it's like it's so corny, but it's just so funny though. <laughs> yeah, of, like, I need no to. Use 
I need to talk to him too. Um, he showed some interest about coming on too. So he's uh, that hand pointer though, dude. Every time I see him, is a video, and I don't see him in it. It's like the compressor is painted blue and red, you know, and they're reversing valves. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the little pointer comes in. I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> it's Ty. <laughs> so that's great. Oh, um, everyone's got their everyone's got their little shtick. He's got the, he's yeah, got the pointer. <laughs> I got the stick in my head in the freezer and. Uh, I got everyone just mo- knocking it off now. I've, you know, HACJ did it. Uh, Adrian did it last this week when I was on his show. He opened yeah, up his yeah. door. So it's great. It's funny. Um, it just, I mean, it's just something different. I mean, it just, I was bored one day and just, I have a commercial grade freezer in my house and I just did it and now it just kind of stuck. So um, I was on vacation last week when I recorded. So I had to just steal an image and then oh, I can't do this, you know, just, just threw a little difference on it, but it's cool. <laughs> so, you have a podcast you do and yep. trade therapy. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to go into it a little bit, you can explain, you know, what your goal is, what you talk about. Um, you know, we did like a little hybrid episode with me, you and Gary. Yep. It's kind of cool to talk about, you know, some of the things that I've mistakes I've made and some of the things that I need to change. I need to work on, you know, it's brought me to where I am in my life. Um, I'm not here to beat anybody up, dude. I'm far from perfect. I make mistakes every damn day. You just mm-hmm. got to try to be better every day and make sure you got people to talk to. So you want to go ahead and talk about trade therapy for a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So trade therapy is, um, something that I kind of, I launched, um, uh, unofficially, like, was it like last July? I made like, I made like a welcome and an intro. And then I was like, just kind of like, just put it on pause cause I couldn't find anybody. And then I mm-hmm. finally kind of, I'm finally kind of gained some traction with it. Uh, I'd say like basically within this, since the start of the year toward mm-hmm. the end of last year. Um, the goal with it is, um, to like to talk to people that have like have dealt with whether it's like you know mm-hmm. mental health issues whether like with you pat like you had like your sleep you know the sleep apnea mm-hmm. thing or just like or whether it's depression addiction like for me i had an addiction problem and that's you know so that was like it was a little bit of a personal thing for me i've had people talk about like abuse um anxiety um you know depression and that sort of like all these different things it doesn't have to be like something like you know it's totally like, you know like diagnosed mental issue it's just something yeah. that you know like whether you that you've dealt with and like the struggle because i i've kind of realized like you know everyone has their own stuff that they deal with but in the trades for so long it's just been like this whole like macho man mentality where mm-hmm. it's just like well I'll just suck it up and deal with it quit being a bitch you know that's that sort of thing and it, for me it's like well no i mean you know we're all we're all human like you know you know i see like your mike mayberry sticker there you know be good humans you know yeah. it's just like we got it you know you just kind of we all have our own crap to deal with we're all trying to better ourselves mm-hmm. you know again you know it's like it's that mindset thing like you know like ben says um so for me it's just like you know, let's just make this more normal because everyone keeps talking about it and talking about mm-hmm. it. But it's like, well, I'd rather like put like some faces and names to to these issues and say like, you know, like, hey, here's somebody that works in plumbing or works in HVAC or works in electrical that has dealt with whatever it is. And here are the things that they've done to overcome it. Yep. You know, I mean, I know like, you know, Gil, Gil and I did like a, you know, a little kind of tag team thing where like I was on his show, we were talking about like the stuff we've dealt with. I mean, I've, I've talked with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a handful of people that I've, that I've talked with. I mean, and so it's been nice um, to, you know, be, to get those stories out there because my mentality is like, if someone is out there, then that listens to that and then realizes that there's something that they need to fix in their own life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm like kind of like a catalyst where they go, you know what, maybe I do need to go see a therapist or maybe I go need, do need to go talk to somebody, or maybe I do need to go to like an AA meeting or something else along those lines. Mm-hmm. Like, then that just makes it worth it for me because it's like, I've helped somebody out, you know, and that's kind of the good and the goal because there were um, like a handful of other 
podcasters like you know like gary or the um like the hvac jerks there are a handful of them like they had like they talked about it but it was just kind of like they just it was like a one-off episode where like Mm -hmm. yeah we've got there's mental health issues we need to talk about it but no one is actually talking about it so i thought well shoot i'll take this bull by the horns and i'll 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 give this a whirl and see what the heck i can figure out so it's it's you know it's what do i have up to now like 10 episodes so nothing crazy but Mm -hmm. part of the problem for me though is um it's not a problem but it's just more like you know finding people that are willing to share yeah because there are other people out there that you know there have been a couple people i've reached out to because like i've i know that they have they have dealt with something and where they're still dealing with it and they're still um the healing from it but they're just not quite ready to share Mm -hmm. um and i've said look i get it you know that's no problem I, i mean there's a couple people you know, there's a couple people, um, I don't, and I won't say any names actually, but you know, they're like, they're, they were like, you know, like, oh, one person was like, oh, yeah, I'll come on and I'll talk about it. Then he was like, you know, what? I, I just can't. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be talking about that. I only want to focus on mm-hmm. this one thing or whatever. I'm yeah. like, that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. I get it. You know, I mean, not everyone's ready to share. Not everyone is in like that space yet where they mm-hmm. feel like they've healed enough to, to talk about it. So, I mean, I have to respect that with people. Um, so that's, that's been a little bit of a struggle on that front, but. I mean, it's just, I'm just trying to get who I can. I mean, if I, like, as soon as it catches my eye with, with whoever the people I'm following with, it's just like, Hey, would you, are you willing, would you be willing to share about, share this yeah. or how, you know, talk about this or whatever? And, you know, sometimes it's like, yeah, that'd be great. And then matter then it's a matter of scheduling, which can be a little bit tricky or whatever, but yeah. I mean, I feel like I need to maybe, maybe sometime maybe I feel like I need to be like some of these other guys that have like these calendars and it's like, here, Click your date to schedule a thing, or I don't. Yeah, know. I've, I have no idea, but I'm the calendar. Like, I've got one set up. I just haven't published a link to it yet, so I get it. <laughs> you know, <See> you, <laughs> I, you know, I did the episode and it felt good. My license of a book, my side of it. Now I've got some personal stuff happen the last couple of months, but it absolutely rocked my world. Um, made me the outlook I've changed. You know, the outlook I see on things it's changed a lot. You know, and thinking maybe I could have done some things different in my life, how I treated some people I know and some immediate family members, and. Um, you know, it's made me realize that, you know, it, I knew I had problems in the past, but, you know, I was always bottle that shit up and deal with it, you know, later, you know, that little meme everyone has is just a little black, little black screen. It's got a little bottle. It just says bottle that shit up. You mm-hmm. know, you can only do that so long before something does happen before it finally gets to mm-hmm. you. And um, something happened pretty bad. And I had some people, you know, and some two people I talked to were complete strangers. I told them what happened. And they literally like I was on the floor of a show, the wet show talking to two people I've met twice in my entire life. And I had, I had them crying on the floor of the wet show in their booth. Oh, wow. Like, Cause it, it was fresh and just happened. And like, I seen something and it triggered a memory of what was going on. And I like, I started tearing up. They're like, what's wrong? And I told them and they, like, they started crying. I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I didn't mean to do that to you. They're like, no, like I was like, it just kind of came out. I seen this and it just triggered it. And I was like, man, and I felt better just to tell somebody. And I talked to some other guys in the trade and they're like, man, you wouldn't believe how many times you know that something like that's happened to me or someone I know. And they're like, it's, it happens to a lot of people. You don't even realize they're like, you know, talk about it. And it, you know, it, it, it does help. I mean, even if you don't talk professional, if you talk to a friend, a family member, somebody just get that weight off your chest, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's like you're saying about like that, you know, that, that whole like bottle of that shit up. I always like to use the analogy of like, you know, shoving stuff into a closet, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like, you can only shove so much stuff into that closet before next mm-hmm. thing you know, you open up that door and it just fall falls on you, mm-hmm. you know, and then you've mm-hmm. got, you, you got to deal with it. I mean, that's just it. You have to, whatever it is that you're dealing with, you have to just like, you know, address it and just realize that it's there and take steps to, to, mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to take care of it. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise it just becomes like this, 
big bottle of mess or whatever and then you know one day that you know if it's a bottle like say for you know the, the cork comes off and it just all flows out and then mm -hmm. you're just you then you're just a mess yeah you're taking it out mean, on people that weren't involved in it or had nothing to do with it i mean there's all kinds of repercussions and stuff from you know just doing it i mean i mean i'm not perfect i'm never gonna be perfect i just try to be better each day and uh, you know i used to be a troll on the internet and I'd, you know you go into a facebook group and someone asks you a question and everyone's just jumping on and that'd be me and uh, once I gave that up, I started being a lot, feeling a lot better in life. And it's like, you know, maybe this guy isn't in here joking and making that question. Maybe that's a legit question. How about you guys help him out? So just jump it on him. And it's like, just mm. be a little kinder to everybody and just, you know, see what you can do. Oh, yeah. And I see, I mean, even like on Instagram, there, every once in a while, not so much on Instagram, but no, I mean, I've been seeing some of it kind of creep in a little bit where you get some of these people, like some of these more trollish people that are in there. And it's just like, dude, just stop. You know, they're like trying to pick on something, you know, mm -hmm. take, you know, take an example. I don't know, like, you know, like Eric Ani, for example, because he's got, you know, he's got a lot of followers. Like there's the other people like that comment or whatever. And uh, it just, it just kills me. Like sometimes when you get those people in there that they think they know better and it's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Jay. Oh, hi, Jay. <laughs> J604. Yes. You missed the beginning. We talked about it earlier, Jay. <laughs> uh, I love Jay, man. He, he's one of the man. You know, there's always a saying where people are like, "Oh, the Canadians are nice." That would be. Yeah, I can't people imagine always like. His... Yeah, people are always like, "Oh, the Canadians are the nicest people in the world," and I'm like, "Man, I don't know." And then like every Canadian I meet has like been like the nicest person in the world. I'm like, okay, maybe this is true. <laughs> so nice. Uh, well, I won't keep you much longer. Um, we're coming up on an hour. Um, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find your podcast, where they can find you at. Um, sure. If they want to come on Trade Therapy and tell a story, I mean, I'm more than welcome to help you know facilitate that, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, Trade Therapy is I've pretty much put it out on every major podcast platform. So, like Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I think Google Podcasts. It's, I kind of, I just kind of start. I, I finally got to the point. I finally took the time to like basically have it where it like gets launched. Out, yeah, to have it listed everywhere. So, yeah, Trade Therapy, easy enough. Um, and then my handle, you know, as, as Pat said here at the top of it is, uh, um, HVAC underscore grammarian. So that's grammar with Ian at the end for those of you who have trouble spelling J. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, that's where I mean that's that's the that's the only place I go. Like Instagram is my is my only vice as I call because again with me, like I've got if I can't, <laughs> I can't I can't like spend too much time with screens or otherwise I just get pulled right in. So that Instagram yeah. is it for me. Like that's that's all I got. But uh, yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, and yeah, like I said, if anyone's out there that would, has a story to share, absolutely, I am all ears. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate everyone tuning in tonight. Uh, make sure you guys follow him, check out the, his podcast, and uh, support this guy. So, have a good night, everybody. All right. Good night. Thanks. Hey,